0: this is the daily wrestling news for march 1st 2021 st patrick's day we are powered by the eastern observer my name is ryan joy and i'm coming to you live from minutes to bell time studios on the beautiful treasure coast of the sunshine state and i am joined today by a man that's been all over AEW Dark this year and Coastal Championship Wrestling star Jake St. Patrick. Good morning, Jake. Thanks for being on the show.
1: Thank you for having me. I appreciate
0: it, man. And it is it is March, so I think you know we can officially say. I know in in your world every day is St. Patrick's Day, but I think you know it's March now, so I think the celebration can uh, can begin. And what's crazy is that
1: this is my birthday month.
0: Oh, okay. Is March 17th your is March 17th your birthday is that the no okay no
1: no uh March 31st is my
0: real birthday okay well I guess that's that so that's my first my very first question is about St. Patrick's Day I mean you're you're celebrating it all year round it's your name what's uh I can what's what's the inspiration and in, about using St. Patrick and St. Patrick's Day <laughs> well
1: um I'm pretty sure everyone has heard of the man named Daniel Bryan, right?
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So his real name is Bryan Danielson. So all you do is just flip the name Mm -hmm. and make Daniel Bryan. My real name is Patrick Jake. I just Uh, changed it. (laughs) (laughs) That was it. There was really no creative process towards it. Uh choosing that name, it was it was Kirkpatrick, Kilpatrick, Saint Patrick. I landed on Saint Patrick, and now every day is St. Patrick's Day.
0: All right. I, thought, I, I didn't know if you were gonna be like, well, you know, I used to be a real big Jameson whiskey guy or something like that. <laughs> I was like, man, th- that, that answer could have been anything. <laughs> but really, but really very
1: minimal thought process to that.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, we were talking before that, that you are originally from Illinois. You told me that you just moved down here in September. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess I wanted to ask you about Chicago crowds and compare them against Florida crowds just to kind of start things off.
1: Oh man, I will say this, um, Chicago crowds can get rowdy, but that's most of the time. That's a good thing. Most of the time. That's a very, very good thing. Um, Florida crowds, I would say they're more reserved. Um, to whereas, I don't know, Chicago crowds, they did, they, they just, they're just into it the entire, mm-hmm. the entire time. It's not like um, I would relate a Florida crowd to kind of like uh, a golf crowd. They wait, okay. they wait for that. Ah, there it is. As opposed to Chicago crowds, no, they are noisy the entire time. Like people in Chicago crowds, they go home losing their voice. That's okay. so I would definitely say that the Chicago crowds um do have the Florida crowds beat in my opinion as far mm-hmm. as like crowd participation, crowd noise, uh and all that Oh. Who have their
0: moments. Yeah. It, but we have wrestling going on right now. So you know, in Florida. So
1: yes, yes, yes.
0: <laughs> I will say
1: this though. Um at Coastal Championship Wrestling, those have been honestly the best crowds that I have performed in front of.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Um so I wanted to I wanna ask you actually about an upcoming um oh look, here's Nillio chiming in. Florida crowd's still the best crowds in the world. They don't try to hijack the show. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I wanna ask you about your your upcoming match. So it was first reported by Wrestling Paradox Podcast. You're wrestling Pharaoh Johnson this weekend at Bash at the Brew Two. Um, they called it a student versus teacher match. Johnson saw the announcement and he said, explicative, I'm no student. So what would you say to him? <laughs>
1: uh, I will say this. Um, I played a very, very, very small role in the training of Farrow Johnson. Um, he was also trained by Pablo Marquez. Uh, so we received similar training because Pablo Marquez is also my trainer. Uh, I will say that Pharaoh knows a lot um but when it comes to knowledge and experience i got the upper hand
0: all right well that was a very balanced response to his uh explicative answer <laughs>
1: oh 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 but please believe please believe this weekend i will be taking him to school
0: <laughs> very good very good so um and they, and ccw recently announced that you're going to be part of the the training team every other monday Mm-hmm. So in the, in the spirit of taking Pharaoh Johnson to school, <laughs> what's yeah. the biggest thing that you bring you think to the training facility? And what's the single most important thing that you want students to take away from working with you?
1: Uh, I want the students to be evenly balanced in every aspect of training for professional wrestlers, whether it comes to their cardio, their chain wrestling, their, uh, their in-ring charisma, the promos. I want to work on, because I, myself, I'm a perfectionist. So I like to be not just good, but great at everything, at every aspect of professional wrestling. And uh, in being trained in Illinois, and then also being trained down here in Florida, uh, I kind of want to give that back to students who are coming after me. You know, like professional wrestling, has been a part of my life for since I was five years old. So, um, in it, with that being said, I just want to give back to the guys and girls who come under me, so that way I can, for some odd way, have some satisfaction and train that guy. There you go. So, because so, um, um, th- there are a lot of wrestlers that I see. And have worked with that, uh, I feel need to have a little bit more training. So uh, again, with that, I, I like even when I see them in matches and things like that, and I'm on shows with them, I'll pull them off to the side and say, "Hey, good match." But and then I would, I would definitely want someone to do the same for me, and it has been done to me before. Even today, I still get guys and gals who come up to me after my match or whatever, and they'll say, "Hey, that was a good match." but you could have did this, or you could have done that, or you could, and I'm, nice, you're rocking. And I look back at my master, like, oh my God, they're absolutely right. I could have done that, I should have done that. So that's what I'm trying to give back to the pro wrestling universe.
0: Nice. So you mentioned in, your, in, in that comment right there, that answer that, you've, that wrestling has been a part of your life since you were five years old. So um, you've been studying wrestling for a long time, you're a wrestler yourself who are some of the people that inspired you to get into wrestling? And then who are some of the people that have inspired your style?
1: Uh, I guess I can answer both of those questions with the same three people. Okay. Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, and Bret the Hitman Hart.
0: Mm. All, all uh, amazing wrestlers. <laughs> I,
1: I take my style of wrestling from all three of those guys. Um, I've heard Ric Flair say this before, and uh, I will agree with this statement. He has said that Shawn Michaels is probably one of the best, if not the best professional wrestlers of all time. And the first time I set eyes on Shawn Michaels, he was uh, part of the Rockets with Marty Jannetty. And ever since I first laid eyes on him and what he could do in that ring, I was like, yep, that's that's it right there. That's what I want to be. And then moving forward, I watched Brett the Hitman Hart matches and how, on how he would sell and how he was just so technically sound and gifted and how he could just tell a story. And the same thing with Ric Flair, how he could sell, how he could tell stories, how they would move in the ring. And it's just like, oh, my God, this is it. This is what I want to be. And watching those three guys, that sets kind of a high bar because of who they are. I mean, those sure. are three those are three huge names that could possibly be on the Mount Rushmore professional wrestling. So, yeah, those those three men definitely highly influenced me as a child, and still today highly influence me.
0: Wow. Okay. And so, um, so people can see you on the most recent ep- episode of CCW Alive, uh, episode one point two three. You're wrestling Hector Perfecto. Hector Perfecto. I guess I want to ask. If, if people go watch that, are they going to see little bits of Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels, and Bret Hart in that match? Oh, yeah. Absolutely.
1: You? You're going to see that in every match I had. <laughs> you're going to see some of the technical styles. You're going to see some of the selling. You're going to see some of the storytelling. You're, gonna, you're, you're, you're you, you put, I try to give – here's what I do. I try to never – have a bad match, regardless of who I'm in the ring with. I don't care if you just finished your training yesterday, if you're still training today, or if you're a 15 year veteran. I'm going to try to have match of the night. I'm going to try to have match of the year. to Be perfectly honest. I'm just, again that that goes back to me being a perfectionist. I I just I I pride myself on never having bad matches. Not saying that I've never had them but I just pride myself on not having
0: them. Right. Well, that wasn't a bad one. And and Neilio chiming again, Hector reminds me a little of HBK as well. It's interesting because you're not the, you know, you're not the first person I've had on this show that has said HBK. I think Ariel Levy also said HBK uh, as somebody who inspired him. I, I can, I think I remember specifically you lining up in the corner and, you know, doing the pounding on the mat, you know, just like Shawn Michaels. So I, oh, yeah. I, you definitely are going to see those things shine through when you when you watch Jake St. Patrick. So there's that match. You have the Pharaoh Johnson match coming up um, here. If yep. people are hearing about you for the first time though today, what match out there in the in the universe would you send them to to go watch to to get the flavor of St. Jake St. Patrick?
1: Whoo! Um, you know what? I'm going to one of my shortest matches, but probably one of my best short matches. Would be uh, the Evolve match I had versus Pat Monix. Uh, okay. It's on the WWE Network. It's on my YouTube channel. Uh, go search for it if you want to. Uh, Jake St. Patrick versus Pat Monix at Evolve. I want to believe. I want to say it's one forty-one or one forty-two. One of those Evolves. But yeah, go to your YouTube bar. To, uh, type in Jake St. Patrick versus Pat Monix, and it should pop right up. That that match is a short sweet and to the point type of match
0: you are uh you from the comments section here in the uh you are getting praise uh from from uh from folks as they're watching the show so
1: wow <laughs> ah, um, hey eh? <laughs> yeah good guy good guy <laughs>
0: So you were on AEW Dark. You had several several matches actually. At this point, you worked against uh, Powerhouse Hobbs, Brian Cage, Preston Vance, Butcher, and The Blade. Yep. It seems they like they emptied the locker room of enormous guys to throw at you. So I was <laughs> to ask, is that something that is that something that you seek out? Like I want to work the biggest guy, or or is that just kind of the hand you were dealt? Yep. Okay.
1: Yep. I I like challenges and bigger guys challenges <laughs> you know i want to be able to lift those big old guys up off, over my shoulder and say hey i can actually lift this guy too even though he can lift me with ease it'll get me a little while to get him up but I, I i just i love i love a challenge so i didn't mind it when they brought tanks and bulldozers my way
0: well i think everybody who's watched that powerhouse Hobbs and some of the subsequent matches they're when Hook has his debut match, I hope it's against you so you can get even with that
1: guy. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I I definitely owe Hook uh, a couple hooks.
0: There you <laughs> go. So in regards to the, to the AEW piece, we always hear that AEW has like this great, healthy locker room in the backstage area so welcoming. What did you th- What did you think, having been there several times? What did you think of that uh, working environment and stuff?
1: <sighs> um. Uh I'll keep it short, sweet, and to the point. When you have guys like Chris Jericho, Sting, and Jerry Lynn walking up to you and introducing themselves to you, that should let you know right there that that this it's 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 one of those locker rooms that's that's you don't have to walk on eggshells you don't have to stand in a corner and worry if you're going to step on anyone's toes like everyone is so welcoming and so humble and so nice and like when when those three walk up to me and introduce themselves I'm like I, I would literally you're, you're, I'm I'm Jake like, how <laughs> it, it's it's very it's very humbling it's a very humbling experience but that yes I would definitely say that that locker room is 1,000% great. Everyone is just so welcoming and so nice. And, um, you know, if you need help or if you need advice, they're, they're literally standing right there. And you can, you know, get a five-minute conversation out of Chris Jericho. You can get a five-minute conversation out of Sting, you know. And when you can do that with guys like that, that that I've watched on TV when I was a kid, and when you can do that, it's, oh, man, it's honestly, it's one of the best
0: feelings in the world. And uh, okay, so we we talked about the big guys, and you talked about all the experienced people in the back. They just signed the Big Show, so are we gonna are we gonna see Jake St. Patrick come in to wrestle the Big Show? It's the biggest of big guys, right? <laughs>
1: oh man, that's a that's a big man. I've honestly I've never I've never met him face to face before, so I honestly have not witnessed how big he really is.
0: Yeah. Well. Well, if they uh, if they need somebody to wrestle a big guy, I think you know your resume, Brian Cage, I'll, Will, Knox. Yep, you I'll got it. The front of that list. <laughs> there you go. So, um, so kind of a serious question, but um, what do you think in in the world of wrestling? Uh, what stereotype or stigma exists that you don't think is accurate, and the in the world of wrestling, wrestling fans in the community need to drop that this is fake. OK, uh,
1: I'm, I'm sorry, but there there's no you can't fake bumps. You can't fake bruises. You can't fake scars. You can't fake injuries. The, the, like what we do, the I hate uh, I dislike very strongly the word fake because <laughs> football isn't fake. They get hit. Mm-hmm. They get hit. And so do we. We get hit. I have missing teeth to prove it. The guys have scars from surgeries to prove it. This is this is very very real. But again, those people who say that it's fake or whatever, I would just challenge them to get in the ring for one day. Get in the ring for one day, and you'll find out how fake <laughs> this really is.
0: So I, I watched uh, I watched The Young Rock last week, and I, that was how the uh, the show ended with was in high you know he's in high school and somebody says, oh it's all fake anyway. And he hauls off and knocks the guy out. So I think that's a, a widespread thing that we all we all feel. It's like, that's, we don't want to hear that. Because <laughs> <laughs> trust
1: me, we put too much. We're literally putting our bodies on the line for someone to say that it's fake. I mean, I I, I, relate, it, I relate it like this. When they go and watch these Marvel movies, they don't look at the screen and go, oh, it's fake. We're literally doing the same exact thing. We're doing stunts, only we don't have, we are the stuntmen. We don't have bungees and strings holding us up, tying us to make us fly around. No, no, it's us, just us.
0: (laughs) So I asked you the question about, you know, who are the people that you watched kind of like, you know, growing up that inspired you? And so the same question, but slightly different. Who are some of the people that you've worked with in wrestling? That actually inspire your work.
1: Oh, that that's a very long list. That's <laughs> a very long list. Uh, I will definitely say one of the one of the top ones would definitely be my trainer from Illinois, Jordan Perry. Definitely an inspiration. We're both this, we're both the same size. He's accomplished a lot in his independent career. Uh, so, I definitely say he's one of my inspirations. Uh, Pablo Marquez, my my trainer from here in Florida, definitely an inspiration to me. Uh, and I've been in the ring with both of them. <laughs> Jordan Perry was – my trainer in Illinois, Jordan Perry, was one of my first matches. Actually, if I'm not mistaken, he was my first singles match. Okay. Uh, Pablo Marquez, I've been in the ring with him as well. When he teamed with Sabu, learned a lot from him. Uh, Matt Stryker. Matt Stryker, that man, he came in and uh, um, so I, I we, we had had a match. It was a, a tag team TLC match for the CCW Tag Team Championships. It was Will Austin and Matt Stryker versus myself and AJ Francis versus American Horror Story with uh, Alex Ocean and Agony. And um, we all had ideas of what we wanted to do. Everybody had ideas of what we wanted to do. And Matt Stryker comes in, puts his bag down, and I mean quarterbacks that like Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. I'm talking about he put everything together like a uh, uh, like a puzzle. It was like, okay, I have my pieces over here. AJ has his pieces over here. Agony has his pieces. Alex has his pieces. Will has his pieces. And Matt Stryker just said, and put it all together. That is a very, very smart man.
0: That's that's actually that's an incredible story. Um, when Impact Wrestling announced that Matt was going to be doing their their commentary, I have to admit I was like a little bit like, oh, I don't know if I like that. You know, I re- I really like the Josh and Madison team, but since they since him and DLo have been on, I think that team is really really good, really strong. And yeah, I- they they
1: they their chemistry is is man, and uh, I don't know if they've done this together before. <laughs> but it's it seems like the way they react to each other and the chemistry that they have, that they've been doing this with each other for quite a while
0: right right but again then, that
1: goes that credits to to them being professionals and being in this business for decades to where, you know like you can pick up stuff like that very especially smart guys like Matt Starker now I never met D'Lo Brown I would love to meet him but guys like Matt Starker they there's something in them that they just they just get it
0: yeah. Yeah, it sounds it like based on the story that you mentioned and <laughs> what we see come through the television. So. <laughs> so uh general wide question what's the most exciting thing about seeing Jake pa- Jake St. Patrick wrestle?
1: Uh the most exciting thing about seeing me wrestle, you're gonna get a show. You're going to be you are guaranteed to be entertained once my music hits and I step through that curtain. From from the time I step through the curtain when my music hits to the time I step back through the curtain, going back to the locker room, you are going to be sports entertained. That is a guarantee.
0: Yeah, the, the Florida crowd that you mentioned, that's one of the times they pop, right? Is when Jake St. Patrick's music comes out. <laughs> now, you know what?
1: Sometimes it takes a little bit. Sometimes it takes a little bit. Like my music hit, I'll come out and I'm like, oh, you guys are quiet. We're going to try that again. And then they'll ah, like, yeah, that's that's what I want to hear. I don't want to hear no crickets. You better make some noise when I come out here.
0: So you you have been you've been at this for a good period of time now, but what's different about Jake St. Patrick one year from today?
1: Uh I will say one year ago today, right before Corona and COVID hit. Um, I was, I would say I was at a place where, um, I felt like I had plateaued. I felt like, um, I was starting to feel like, man, is, is this the level that I'm going to hit? Am I not going to, you know, be at a higher level than what I am right now? And, uh, I guess part of that was being back home in Chicago. Uh, I did not want to be home. I did not want to be home, but um, uh, family stuff called, so I needed to be home, um, but once once all that stuff got taken care of, and I was like, okay, back to Florida, I go, because I, again, like, I just felt like I wasn't getting anywhere when I was at home in Chicago, and there, there's, and that's, that's nothing against any Chicago uh, professional wrestling promotions at all, it was just something personal for me that I felt like I just I I wasn't going to get where I'm trying to go being home in Illinois. So a year ago today, that I would say that that's probably where I was in my professional
0: wrestling career. And where do you see yourself a year from now? Oh, I'm going to be signed somewhere. Okay, I, I, I can't I can't say for
1: sure where. But I'm going to be signed somewhere. I'm signing a contract before the end of this year is up. I, I wholeheartedly believe that.
0: Awesome, love that confidence. <laughs> so I heard you in an interview recently um, say that from as terms of active wrestlers, Adam Cole was somebody that you would like to work with. So I want to expand that question and say. Anyone in the history of wrestling, not just, not just the active anyone in the history of wrestling, who would you like to work with? Shawn Michaels. Yeah. I, you could have seen that one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if there, if there's one name and one name alone that I would have to pick. If, if, if you said just one name, one person in the entire history, of professional wrestling, Shawn Michaels, hands down. The reason why I'm even in this business in the first place is Shawn Michaels.
0: What's your favorite uh iterate what's your favorite like cross section of Shawn Michaels? Where would like you want to wrestle the Rockers Shawn Michaels, the DX Shawn Michaels, the one that wrestled Bret Hart in the Iron Man match? Where where in the history of Shawn Michaels would you most want to? Can I can I get all
1: of them? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know what? Honestly, I would say if I had to pick a uh a specific Shawn Michaels, I would say the Shawn Michaels that came back. I want was it two thousand and one? That. Shawn oh Michaels. yeah. Okay. The one, right. the one that found his smile again and, okay. and and had purpose. That Shawn, the Shawn Michaels that went against Undertaker at WrestleMania. That Shawn Michaels. That's All the one right. I want.
0: Okay. and Then on the Adam Cole thing, what is it about Adam Cole that makes you want to uh, get in the ring with him? Because he reminds me of Shawn Michaels. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> no, uh, um,
1: uh, to 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 write to, uh, off on 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 that. Um, I just feel like Adam Cole. He, he's one of those guys that has a total package. Now he's not a very big guy, mm-hmm. but but he's athletic enough to where he can do moves. Like honestly, I don't think Adam Cole has had a bad match. I haven't seen him have a bad match. He has the charisma, you know he's just he's just a natural born heel where he just gets he he'll get heat. He's not a face. He's not a face at all. He's so good, so good at being a heel. <laughs> and and with that, I feel that me and him could definitely have a great match. Again, I pride myself on having great matches. I don't have bad matches. And with with Adam Cole, that would definitely be a massive of the Year
0: candidate, in my opinion. Sure, sure. Well, um, I'm going to wrap up here, but before we do, tell everybody where they can go to find uh, Jake St. Patrick on social media and everything like that.
1: Absolutely. I have a Facebook that will be Jake St. Patrick. Um, just a regular name, J-A-K-E-S-T, period. Uh, Patrick, that's on Facebook. Uh, On Twitter, I am at Bangarang Jake, that is B-A-N-G-E-R-A-N-G, Jake, J-A-K-E. And then on Instagram, uh, all lowercase, Jake underscore Saint with the period, Patrick. Also, you can find me on YouTube, Jake St. Patrick Wrestling or Jake St. Patrick Wrestler. I'm going to pop right up. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you would like. Uh, Like, comment, share, repost. All of that stuff.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Do all of those things. I'm going to tell people a few things about um, other shows they can watch that I'm involved with. And we'll be right back with Jake here in a second. So, first and foremost, the Primetime Rundown. Join Joey Jarzanka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca on Friday nights for the Primetime Rundown. They take you through the world of sports. And the show kicks off at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And then also the Essential Wrestling Podcast It returns this Tuesday, that's tomorrow. Al Carl hosts, John Smith, myself, John DeConi, Gary Mahaffey. We return for another week of updates and highlights in the world of wrestling. Coverage begins at six PM. And then this show, the Daily Wrestling News Show, is here every day, Monday through Thursday, at ten AM. Or catch it on demand, podcast, uh, Apple Podcast, Spotify, whatever. Be back tomorrow with Travis to talk about all the news from new Japan that came in over the last, uh, over the weekend. So that's the stuff from me, Jake, thank you so much for for joining the show this morning and telling everybody about, you know, your career and, and what you have coming up. And, and we are all here for the moment that Jake St. Patrick signs that contract.
1: Ah, Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And again, like I said, I have the confidence I'm going to be signed somewhere by the end of the year.
0: Just wait. Just wait. We can't wait to break that story right here on the (laughs) Daily Wrestling News Show. (laughs) All right. Thanks, everybody. That's our show for the day. Uh, We will see you tomorrow.